it's not necessarily that you'll have to have an experience to get the client. You'll just have to show your client that you deserve the job. Be more productive, think innovative, and contribute to your client's business because your client's business is your business and your client's sustainability is your sustainability. This is the Unlocking Milestones podcast. I'm your host, Dison Cunado. This show is created for dreamers like you who wants to know more about how to draw the right path towards achieving your goals and unlocking milestones, both big and small. We will uncover secrets and tips from different creative individuals who passionately unlock their dreams as a designer, writer, digital creator, and in any types of creative industry. Welcome to the pod and let's unlock milestones. Hi Dave, uh, good morning and welcome to the Unlocking Milestones podcast. Hi, good morning. So happy to be here, <laughs> to be your guest. Yeah, of course. I just want to ask what was your previous job before diving in the world online? I used to work in the BPO industry as a call center agent. I have also handled you know, several roles, but that was for 10 years before I decided to go on freelancing. Wow, a decade. Yeah, a decade, yes. <laughs> Quite long, but it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. Before starting freelance, what made you decide to leave the corporate life, the, the 10-year life of being a, a call center agent? Well, it was all about financial stability. So when I was in call center back in 2012, I used to be a part-timer in Sutherland and I was earning 13,000 a month at most because you know I was a part-timer and we only worked on the last two weeks of each month uh, because of the queue you know those things and until I realized na the earnings that I had was no longer enough when I I got my tenure I've been to different positions and until 2019, I realized na I am not earning enough for my family. Because I'm a breadwinner. And then, you know the, the feeling na you live and, you know, survive from paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> Tapos, mm-hmm. uso pa dun, uso, uso pa yung, yung, alam mo yung ATM na sanla. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, Yeah, I want to I I want to I know I want to escape from that system that I had because I think for my 10 years sa BPO I have had I I I've only had my ATM for I guess less than a year uh, collectively the rest was like okay you know so it's embarrassing but that's reality And so I decided I needed to earn more, much more. You know, something that a corporate life cannot offer. So I have to explore. I have to, you know, venture other industry. And that's where I have decided to go on freelancing. Mm, okay. And those 10 years, was your salary, it's like a stagnant salary or it increases? Well, I'd say there are times that it's stagnant. But uh, there was this, on the latter part of my career in the BPO, 
nag-i-increase naman. It increased, it's because I have aimed to achieve career development. And I was promoted, uh, it increased, but as your salary increases, your needs also increases. So, mm, yeah. yeah, it still is not enough kasi, di ba, you have to, pagka nag-increase yung, ano, yung salary mo, iba, nag-iiba yung mindset. And that's where I got myself wrong because I have to live a certain lifestyle. lifestyle. And when I just earned, hindi pa, naka, hindi, hindi pa nakakapag-ipon. So you have to really think, how do I save money? How do I keep myself from the same lifestyle that I used to have when I was earning this much until I got the promotion uh, so that you know, the rest of the other funds that I'm getting for y- yung increase, I mean, I could keep it for myself or for the future, but it didn't happen. And so I think BPO career might be for me, but the salary is not. <laughs> you know, those were the things na na-realize ko on the latter part of my BPO career. Yeah, that's the first challenge, no? If you if you are earning uh, more income, your lifestyle also changes. Yeah. And I think it is just a normal thing, especially for us Filipinos. And we should also give something to ourselves and do sometimes as a gift for, for working hard. But there should be like limitations and in terms of providing something like a gift to ourselves because when we change our lifestyle our cost like our expenses also increases then the the salary increase doesn't make sense so it's still like the same thing yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely kino compensate din kasi ni increase yung lifestyle so alam mo na yung uh, there's this point in your life that you feel overwhelmed, that you're no longer, you know, very sensitive when it comes to your expenses, uh, and you don't mind paying for something that you thought was expensive before you got the increase. It's because you thought you've had enough, but it's not. <laughs> it's the wrong mindset. Yeah, at least you were like change your your mindset now to more like a growth mindset, and you. Um, started it early and when you were in the BPO were you in the graveyard shift or morning shift mix it was a mix because I'm a hopper a hopper <laughs> hopper uh, yeah can you explain yeah, hopper. that yeah sure so when I feel like the working environment is no longer healthy for me I transfer to another company it comes very easy for people who've already had experiences in the BPO, it's because um, other companies would look for someone who's already experienced. And so when you think that, and when you, he- when you hear some people or your previous workmates that, hey, let's transfer to this company because they're offering uh, really good packages and salaries and their increase and, you know, stuff like that, you'll definitely uh, be lured to, you know, apply to that company. It's because you think it's going to be a new environment. It's going to be a new challenge, and at the same time, you're go uh, you're getting a higher salary grade. So when you transfer to different companies, your schedule also varies on the account. So mm-hmm. that uh, when I was in Sutherland, pure graveyard shift talaga yon because it was a financial institution. It's a bank, and so I had to work on business hours for based off uh, the U.S. market, and then. 
when I transferred to outsourcing, I got a fashion account. They're pretty much 24, not 24-7, but they're, there's probably two to three hour gap on the schedule, uh, on the company hours. And so I was assigned to work in the morning and that was for two years. And then when I left, I transferred to another company and naging closer ako, which is uh, madaling araw until broad daylight. So, hindi lahat. But when I got to connect this and VXI, your graveyard talaga yun. Mm-hmm. Is it hard for you to like change your body clock from time to time? It is. Yung, yung body clock was very challenging when it comes to transferring but I always give myself like a transition period <laughs> like if I wanted to apply for another work I'd rest for a week para makapag-adjust mm-hmm. um, sometimes when you're used when you've already anticipated your schedule on the other company I'll start training myself to sleep in the morning and then gala in the evening you know typical mm-hmm. lifestyle ng mga call center agents <laughs> Para makapag-adjust again. So that's what I do. It's a matter of technique. <laughs> When you try to enter the world online, is it like you you resign first or you kind of simultaneously do both? Like a part-time online and then while having the the full-time job as a call center agent? Well, I resigned in the call center because I finally have decided na This is not really for me. Nagkalakas loob ako because uh, back in 2015, I used to have a VA job uh, that simultaneous with my call center job. And then, noong 2019, nakapag-decide ako that I'm no longer going back to the call center. But I'm not saying that it's final. <laughs> But what you, I you wanted just tried, to do yeah. with my life, yeah, wanted to do with my life is to explore and venture other industry. And so I decided na siguro it's time for me to give back to myself. Uh, alam mo yung schedule, yung sahod. And so after resigning, may, medyo nakapag-ipon ng konti. Enough to survive for a month. Nag-apply ako. I spent full time applying for jobs until I got one. So yeah, nag-resign ako. Hindi yun simultaneous kasi feeling ko mahirapan ako dun. <laughs> Wow, it's like um, it's it's more of a risk for you to resign and then apply for another because um, you're not certain if there will be another one or something like that. So that's a brave of you, Dave. And um, I took the risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you literally took the risk. And when you have your first client, can you tell me your like your first client story? Your first client online. Sure. So it was because I was applying to different platforms. And when you apply as a freelancer, tapos you do not have much of experiences. It's super hard. Like, uh, ko ng client, it will take months. Ka na lang pag within one month, na hire ka na. But my first experience was after resigning sa BPO was a referral from a friend. It was an agency that I used to work with. And then what I do was telemarketing because I don't have I don't have a very extensive experience when it comes to VA because si VA kasi, there's a lot of niches there's a lot of industries that you work for 
or you can work for. And so I started with something that I know how to do, which is taking phone calls. So um, I was earning 20000 a month, but it, it's pretty much the same with uh, how much I earn from the call center. Pero weekly yung sahod. So hindi ka nauubusan, which is something na sinabi ko, I really like this. And it was a, an eight-hour shift full-time per day. And I thought, I realized na siguro this is another way for me to earn more. So I made use of my other time, your spare time ko, to look for other clients. Kasi as a VA, or as a, as a freelancer, I thought if you can maximize your time and find more opportunities for yourself para, you know, makuha mo yung mga gusto mong bilhin, makuha mo yung mga, gusto, mga dream mo sa life, then you really have to work really hard. And then, that's that's the time wherein pwede ka nang magjagal ng hours mo, but make sure that you, you do it fairly with your clients as well. Because you cannot work with client and at this, with one client and at the same time doing it with other client. Kasi, madidistract ka, you can't focus. And that will also be another reason for you to be a let go by the client. So yeah, that 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 happened to me. Yeah, you, you cannot multitask two clients at the same time. But um, unless yeah. unless the other client, you have someone, you delegated the work to, to someone else and you just... Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Pay. Yeah, so that's how, that's how it works. So when you were like, uh, when you have your first client, you mentioned it is a fixed, like a full-time job, eight hours. Is is it like a fixed, do you have a fixed time or a work routine for that? Or no specific time as long as you finish the eight hours? Uh, I was on a schedule. So um, the schedule was graveyard, nine to six. Four hours will be spent for a client, my personal client that's given by the agency. And then the rest of the hours will be for telemarketing. But before you get a client, you'll do full-time telemarketing by that time. And um, until you'll be assigned for you'll be assigned to two clients that will make you full-time non-voice. But for me, I stayed there for six months on that agency. And then hindi ako nakakuha ng other client. Kasi I was doing telemarketing half of my shift. Uh, due to madaming inire that time and so is isang client na muna unless client would hire someone full time so hindi ka talaga magtatala marketing but yeah it was on a schedule is your first client still your client now? no <laughs> wala na it's, it's he's long gone and he's no longer with the agency as well because he decided to hire someone onshore kasi most of my tasks there were just, you know, online docu-science and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He was a traditional insurance company kasi. So what he does is uh, mini-meet niya talaga yung clients niya personally, have paper signed and stuff like that. And I can't do that on remotely. So he decided to hire someone onshore. Ah, I see. Actually, most of my clients, same reason they stopped the contract with me because they wanted to like in-house talents so that they can like a full-time um, job they want to hire that are in their offices. So yeah, so I can really relate with that. And what are the services or how did you learn those skills that you have now? 
Well, I started freelancing kasi back in 2015. Lahat kasi ng skills ko were self-taught. Kasi back in 2015, there is no trainings for virtual assistants. And the only training you get is, you know, self-study, internet, and swerte ka na lang if client will hire you without experience kasi there are people who can adapt easily to changes and at the same time who can learn systems really quick. And so, my skills, yung forte ko talaga was business and project management. Before, mm-hmm. I used to be a real estate admin and lead generator. And it didn't last long because I was fond of doing organization, general admin, and other business planning and management. So I feel like I need to focus on something so I will know where I'm good at. So I decided na, okay, let's focus on self, let's focus on business and project management because I think that's where money comes in. <laughs> But I didn't realize that creatives like graphics design, video editing, they're paying much more for those skills. And something I'm really frustrated because I'm not super creative. I have I'm I'm full of ideas, but I couldn't execute it. So <laughs> right now, the services I provide um, are business and project management, account management, executive assistance, and social media. And I think those services are actually like a long term thing, right? You are built already, or absolutely. Are is it already or a fixed project? I don't do projects, project charges. So I like it on an hourly basis because I can demand on how much I would charge the client per hour. Because whenever it's me, I always negotiate my rate because <laughs> I want it to be fair for the both client and me. Um, and every time that a client will interview or would, or would hop on a call with me, We always go to a point wherein we negotiate on pricing and hours, but this time I already have the agency, so the negotiation goes with how much do we charge the client for the service that we provide that our VAs will work for them for. So, kumbaga, our negotiation will depend on the type of services that we provide, and at the same time, the system that we have. And how easy will will it be for clients to manage their VAs with us? So yeah, ganon na yung negotiation. So it's a level up for me. <laughs> yeah, and I think that is very important, like a uh, thing to do with your client to be open about your prices. And it's so hard to to work for a client and you are not comfortable with the rate. And yeah, the negotiation is really a must in terms of building clients, building a company. Is it hard for you to hire VAs? You said that you have a team now. You have an agency. How how was it? Uh, what what was your process in finding VAs to work with your company? And my second yeah. question will be: Are your VAs connected directly to your clients, or you are uh, your VAs will gonna report to you, and then you are the one who will gonna report to the client? Well, my VAs are from my community. I I do have a Facebook community of fifty two thousand skilled virtual assistants, mm-hmm. and we normally source from there. 
but we also take the opportunity to be able to source outside the community because uh, we, you know, there's no guarantee that good people are on a specific skill that we hire are coming from my community. But there are good people outside the community as well. Regarding if it's hard or not to hire a VA, yes, it is hard because you'll have to spend time filtering them out before you introduce them to the clients. Because whenever we, whenever there's a client that looks for a VA, we'll be introducing three people, the best of the, the applicants that uh, have applied for a specific job. And then when we, when we introduce them to the client, the client will decide whether you know, he'd like whether the client would like to go on the first candidate or the second, but we do provide two options for them so that whenever the first one that's chosen backs out, you know, we can call the second option and have them do an interview. If not, then we'll source another pool of VAs for that particular role. So that's how it goes as a process for the company. Now, um, the second question that you have was, do they work directly for the client? or they report to me. We use a tracker for the agency that will allow us to monitor the VAs. Now, we want it to be a smooth sailing for the VAs and the clients so they can communicate directly. The only thing that we do on our end is the weekly touch base, the reports that we'll do based off the time tracker because there's a screenshot taken from the VAs desktops and computers. And at the same time, we monitor the hours that they have rendered because we will be the one to build the client and then we will pay the VAs because there are clients who prefers to pay monthly. There are clients who prefer to pay bi-weekly. But on our agency, we want to pay our VAs weekly because it's more convenient to our, to our VAs because they don't feel like they're or semana de peligro. So we, we, we want to you know get rid of that notion that whenever it's almost, you know, like a week or two sahod na, then it's siman de peligro na. Because <laughs> those are some of the cases, right, that, oh, I can't work because uh, we're having problem. Ganito, ganyan. So, yeah, we wanted to, to, we wanted to make sure that our VAs are also comfortable with how much they receive and when are they going to receive their pay. Yeah, and I think as what I can see, it's a very great like a business structure. Your agency is more like a freelance platform that when you bill your clients and then you pay your VAs, you have a certain percentage of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking <laughs> of, yeah, and speaking of freelance platform, and and of course, uh, by the way, it's so hard to find VAs and to to have a best candidate for the client and. And it is really just a normal thing for to, to have a cat because it is you who find the hard work to provide a, a VA for that specific client. And and actually, it's so funny because I saw a post through Facebook that a, a VA is like ranting. He is ranting because he found out that the, the agency is getting so much uh, percentage to what he is working and um there are so many negative feedback about that because yeah the the one who runs the the agency actually get bashed the comments are it's so hard to find client you should be thankful that you have uh, a client and it is came it is came from the agency and 
because the one who is ranking he wants to have a 50 50 50 percent and then yeah. it, it is just like uh it's just it's just funny they don't understand how hard it is to find client and to give the responsibility to you as the virtual assistant and because the the name that is in line there is your agency and because you are the one providing those VAs and and yeah right. speaking of speaking of freelance platform is there any freelance platform that you use or currently using as yeah I, I used a lot <laughs> yeah can, can you name those yes. aside from the uh Facebook um group that you have or page that you have Right. Uh, yeah, sure. So I think I've read that post as well. <laughs> and it was funny, yes. Anyway, well, the freelancing platforms that I've, I'm active currently will be Upwork. That's number one because I get paid a lot there. Online jobs at PH, myvastaff.com, mm-hmm. uh, Fiverr, remote staff. If you, if you guys want to work in the morning, get Australian clients. Uh, go to remotestaff.ph. They provide Australian clients, uh, and you'll most, not most probably, but you will be working in the morning. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice information. Is there any yeah. other? Uh, well, our website it's Quadalatcom, but it's still on under construction. <laughs> but soon, soon, yeah, Quadalatcom. Oh, okay, okay. So we are the same. I I'm also in, um through Upwork, and that that is where I I found most of my clients. But now we decided to have a direct contract because they don't want that twenty percent cut. And yeah, yeah, it's the fees are increasing. Yeah, and and it's actually painful. And now Upwork changed their terms. So instead of twenty percent, it is just a flat. 10% um, commission fee. But it is good news yeah. for the new freelancers who are just... For the old ones. Profile. Yeah. <laughs> but the old ones, it is really painful because they... It is like after the 20%, it will going to go down to 10%. And then if you have Five. a long-term client, it will become 5%. And those freelancers who have already achieved the 5% commission fee it will gonna go back to ten percent. So yeah, then yeah, it's a little unfair <laughs> for those who have like already built in Upwork for so many. I mean, for so long. So yeah, so that's it for for the commission fee. And yeah, yeah, right. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it is best if um, if you have like already two years contract with a client through those freelance mm-hmm. platforms. I think it is best to connect with them again and then to have a direct contract instead so it's like a direct payment but yeah it's still allowed if you have two years at least contract with them Upwork allows it so what are the biggest struggle that you have as a freelancer oh yeah there's a lot but the biggest I would say will be the type of setup of work that you'll have because I came from a 10-year uh, tenure sa BPO and I, I'm i used to working with people around me. You know, you do chica, you do chismis. And, and that's what keeps you alive when at work. But when you're a freelancer, you'll work alone at home. And there's a lot of temptations. Your bed, especially when you're working on the graveyard shift. Your phone, because when you pick up your phone and you watch uh, a reel or 
a TikTok video, you'll go on browsing all yeah. videos and then you'll tend to forget, right? <laughs> you'll forget what you're currently doing and then you, you know you'll you'll go cramming when when the deadline comes. But yeah, the 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 most challenging one will be the type of setup that you'll have at work because you'll be working alone. That's number one. Second is the temptations. But how did I overcome those challenges? I, I, what I do is I always work on a challenging environment, but in a good way, I would say. Because I always go out, I travel, and then if I decided to work on the beaches with signal, naman, of course, I, I do go to the beaches, work in there. I, I, I transfer to other places as long as there's internet. That's how digital nomads are. So you can definitely go anywhere, work anywhere, everywhere, and whenever you want. As long as you have internet access, electricity, and your equipments, then you're good to go. So that's what I know. That that's what I usually do. Yeah, I can actually relate with that. And what will be your message to upcoming like or anyone who who are planning to dive the world online? And any any tips? Yeah. Yes, sure. So, this is the most important thing. Uh, if you want to prosper and to succeed in freelancing, Filipinos are not everyone, but most of the Filipinos that actually works locally and internationally. Some of us would, I would label them as a yes person. And when you work as a freelancer and a virtual assistant, clients would rely on how you run their business for them. So what you will need to do to do and what you will have to develop for yourself is to think outside of the box and be more initiative and proactive and at the same time be creative because when clients think when when clients see that you're actually going beyond what was agreed that's how the client will keep you and sometimes will give you bonuses so do not be a yes person be more productive, think innovative, and contribute to your client's business because your your client's business is your business and your client's sustainability is your sustainability. So that's all I can say to, to those. So it's not necessarily that you'll have to have an experience to get the client. You'll just have to show your client that you deserve the job. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> Wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. It is a very nice conversation and I hope there are so many freelancers out there or upcoming freelancers who are like have this information and to have encouragement to do more and to do good in the online world. And yeah, thank you so much for uh, being here and we should have a part two if uh if 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 you, if you like. <laughs> yeah but it, it is a for very, sure yeah I'd yeah love it's, that. A very, it's a very good conversation and and thank you thank you so much and all thank right. you no That's, thank you for guesting me it's a pleasure yeah thank you all right Dave have a great day and thank you thank you so much thank you so much for listening make sure to subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast and leave a five star review. This will help dreamers like you to discover this podcast and it's a very big help to keep this podcast up and running. Connect with me through social media at Kunado. That is at D-S-O-N-C-U-N-A-D-O. And you can also visit my site at www.designcunado.com. Again, 
Thank you so much for listening and remember, you have the key to unlock your milestones. Continue to dream big and make a difference. This is Desan Cunado and I am looking forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you.